So today we are reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 38, titled The Activities of the Prachetas. Text number 19. Gregeshu Abhisattam Chapi.
This photo is about almost three pages. So Srila Prabhupada has taken pains to write for three pages. So what I was thinking is I'll read, I'll read through that. I might skip the trans, the translate uh, the Sanskrit uh, portion of the verses so that we can be a little bit quicker. But we have to read on the three pages, which is very, very effective, and then we'll discuss. All of you please be attentive. Generally, a person living in a family becomes overly attached to fruitful activities. In other words, he tries to enjoy the results of his activities. A devotee, however, knows that Krishna is a supreme enjoyer and the supreme proprietor, Bhaktara Devakarasa. Consequently, the devotee does not consider himself the proprietor of any occupation. A devotee always thinks of the Supreme Personality of Godhead as a proprietor. Therefore, the results of his business are offered to the Supreme Law. <coughs> One who thus lives in the material world with his family and children never becomes affected by the contamination of the material world. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 3.9. One who tries to enjoy the results of his activities become bound by the results. One who offers the results of profits to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, however, does not become entangled in the results. This is the secret of success. Generally, people like Sanyasa, sorry, generally people take Sanyasa to become free from the reactions of fruity activity. One who does not receive the results of his action, sorry, one who does not receive the results of his action, but suffers, but offers them instead to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, certainly remains in a liberated condition. In Bhakti Rasamrata Sindhu, Sri Rupal Goswami Antons. If one engages himself in the service of the Lord through his life, wealth, words, intelligence, and everything he possesses, he will always be liberated in any condition. Such a person is called a Jivan Mukta, one who is liberated during this lifetime. Devoid of Krishna consciousness, those who engage in material activities simply become more entangled in material bondage. They have to suffer and enjoy the real actions and reactions of all activities. The Krishna conscious movement is therefore the greatest boon to humanity because it keeps one always engaged in Krishna's service. The devotees think of Krishna, act for Krishna, eat for Krishna, sleep for Krishna, and work for Krishna. Thus, everything is engaged in the service of Krishna. A total life in Krishna consciousness saves one from the material contamination, as stated by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj. If one is so expert that he can engage everything or doubt everything in the service of the Lord to give the material world would be a great danda. One should learn how to doubt everything in the service of the Lord for everything is connected to Krishna. That is the real purpose of life and secret of success. A, 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 a reiterated uh, later in the third chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, 
Without being attached to the fruits of activities, one should act as a matter of duty, for by working without attachment, one attains the Supreme. The third chapter, Bhagavad Gita, specifically considers material activities for the purpose of sense gratification and mental activities for the purpose of satisfying the Supreme Law. The conclusion is that these are not one and the same. Material activities for sense gratification are the cause of material bondage, whereas the very same activities for the satisfaction of Krishna are the cause of liberation. How the same activity can be the cause of bondage and liberation can be explained as follows. One may get indigestion due to eating too many milk preparations, condensed milk, sweet rice and so on. But even though there is indigestion or diarrhea, another milk product, yogurt, mixed with black pepper and salt will immediately cure those, those, these maladies. In other words, one milk preparation can cause indigestion and diarrhea and the other milk preparation can kill them. If one is placed in material opulence due to the special mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he should not consider that opulence a cause of bondage. When a national devotee is blessed with material opulence, he does not become affected adversely for he knows how to employ material opulences in the service of the law. There are many such examples in the history of the world. There were kings like Prithu Maharaj, Prahla Maharaj, Janaka, Dhruva, Vaivasavata Manu and Maharaj All of these were great kings and were specially favored by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If a devotee is not mentioned, the Supreme Lord will take away all his opulences. This principle is stated by the Supreme Personality of God. My first mercy shown to my devotee is to take away all his material opulence. Material opulence, detrimental to devotional service, is taken away by the Supreme Lord. Whereas a person who is mature in devotional service is given all material facilities. O for this book, uh, for this verse, Sriya Prabhupada himself has completely explained. There is no need to explain further. <laughs> he has elaborately given all the explanation. But still, we will try to understand Sriya Prabhupada's That is it. So we will try to do that. This is one of the this chapter and this series of chapters are very heavy with instruction, philosophical instruction and uh, so many things are there. So what we do is, we are reminding back very quickly, we are going back to 
chapter 24 onwards very quickly so that we get the whole picture. Now, if we recall, we have been here in Srimad Bhagavatam and therefore it is a good practice to also recall because mind tends to forget. So, in chapter 24, what's happening is Prachinya Bhagavatam has requested his sons to do austerities. So, as they were going in search of a very nice and silent lake, as they were searching, they came across Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva wanted to see them and meet them. And while meeting them, Lord Shiva gave them Rudrakita prayers. With that prayers, the sons of Prachinyabhava, the Prachitas, went into a silent lake inside water and they were meditating for 10,000 years <coughs> the prayers given by Lord Shiva. Now, this is like a spiritual melody. On one side, you see the Prachetas going on chapter 24 and going into the water and they are doing our service. In between chapter 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 is happening. Okay, so they have gone into the water. Right. Now, chapter 25 onwards, what's happening is, Prachinya Parisa is doing, he is after Karmananda sacrifices. So he starts one sacrifice, finishes, and he starts another one. He starts another one. He starts another one. Why? Because he doesn't want to suffer in the future. He wants a storage of happiness for the future. But will that happen based on Srinath's Prabhupada's purpose? Will that happen in this material world or not? Can we just push away all of our miseries and just only enjoy and enjoy? Will it happen or not? No. Why not? The material world is a place of duality. Okay? Always there is a combination. Heat and cold. Happiness distress. Okay? You cannot separate. There is a coin, you know, it's got two sides. You cannot separate the coin head and tail. It is attached. This is a package we get in the material world. We have to understand this package. Now in that package, if one wants to eliminate the distress, he wants to have only happiness. It is fine for some time. Then because there is enjoyment, yes, sir. No matter. We are going to see that. No matter is not at all possible. Because it's a package, as I said. You know? So no matter Prachinya Bhagavad is working on that principle because his knowledge is limited at that point. See, at that point, before Narayana can come and talk to him, his knowledge was limited. He was just attached to it. Because he said, I don't have seen suffering in this middle world. I don't want suffering. Everywhere there is suffering. I want to eliminate suffering. Only sacrifices. Because at that time, sacrifices are necessary. So one sacrifice after another, after another, so that I have a storage of happiness. I may not have to suffer in the future. But his calculation is wrong. So in order to prove that his calculation is wrong, Narayana is coming and giving him a complete overload of 
philosophy and spiritual knowledge. Okay, this has been going on from chapter 25, 26, 27, 28, 29 also. Very big adoption we have discussed so far. Now, remember, Pratyatas are still underwater. So this is going on. Now, Nardamani's download of philosophy was so much that Prajnapati is completely renounced to the spiritual world. He said, I want to go renounce and I want to fix my mind on the Supreme Person of God. He did not even bother for his sons to come back. So, the chapter 29 finishes with Prajnapati renouncing and going for his own austerity, you know, meditating on the Lord. He has left. Then chapter 30 starts with Prajnapati finishing off the 10,000 years. Lord Vishnu himself personally came underneath the water because he said, don't worry, I will come and say, you don't have to come out. So the Lord went along with Garuda inside the water and the discussion was, is going on now. So this is a discussion going on where they have seen the Lord. So in this purpose, I want to know, we have been attentively reading for about 10 minutes this purpose, right? Srila Prabhupada says, secret of success, how many times did he say? He says two times. If you go through the play song, it's a very good problem. Two times he said, secret of success, secret of success. Okay? So let us explore that slowly. What is secret of success? So, in this purple, which we are going to discuss, the first couple of paragraphs basically talks about the difference between Grajasta and Raganiti or you can say devotees, non-devotees or I'm just trying to classify or you can say persons doing devotion service persons not doing devotion service this is the category we formed okay? basically there are two categories in, in one sense right? devotees, non-devotees for us to understand so this category also means Raganiti and Raganiti now, Grajastas, they use all the possession in the service. I'm talking about a typical Grajastas, okay? Not a Kalimba Grajastas, a typical Grajastas. Uses all the opulences in the service of the Lord. Whereas a Grajastas uses everything for his own enjoyment and therefore he is entangled. There is no way he is going to escape that. Yeah? What is the reason that a Grajasta, he doesn't want to, uh, he, he doesn't want entanglement? Because in Grajasta life itself is a distress. In the modern Grajasta life itself is a distress. So he understands, yes, I want to use everything in the Lord's service. And so by using that, he is free from bondage. But the Grajasta or the non-devotees, they don't know. Then there is an entanglement process. They don't know. Because they are covered completely. And therefore, 
they enjoy and they get entangled more and more and more. Just to give you a very simple scenario, an analogy in terms of our day-to-day life. Say for example, I live in Clayton. Right? From Clayton, there are two trains. One going towards the other side, Dandenong, away from the city. And the one from Clayton going towards the city. They are going all the time. Now, the Gragasa are the devotees are taking a train which is going towards the city. It may not reach immediately, instantly, but over a period of time, after a particular nature to reach it. So they are going towards the process. But a non-devotee, he takes a train to the other side. The more and more, imagine this is a very, very serious condition. They are going every minute away and away from Krishna. Very serious process. So how do I keep it up? Because of the fact that they don't know reality. What is the reality? The reality is we are a spirit soul and part of Krishna that is forgotten. Because in the material world, the material energy completely covers the soul by giving two bodies, gross body and subtle body. There is no way one can understand. And on top of that, the unknown is also there. What one will do if they don't know the real identity of a person, identity crisis? We have been talking this, you know, in every Bible class about this. But it's a fact. They are suffering due to identity crisis. I don't know who I am because I'm covered by this body. And not only this, every lifetime I will cover by different bodies, different forms. And therefore there is no way I will know. This is a very precarious situation. And therefore, Srila Prabhupada's system is to undergo all of us, have to undergo the process of self-realization. Unless you know what we are as a self, we will not do that job. If I know that I'm accountant, I work on the you know accounts. But if I think that I'm an engineer, but actually a professional accountant, I am going, I will go and build up, destroy all the buildings instead of building. Because identity crisis, I don't know. Therefore, it is so important for us. For the other person, it is a joke. Many years back when I was working in a pharmaceutical company. You know how we used to have colleagues. You know. My uh, sort of patient is not like an argument, patient, but like that. Not sort of very mild and all that. But during a company, you know, he said, Why are you eating me? And we talk like that. You know. Now, at one point, I have to talk about a little bit about soul. You know, sometimes, you know, see, you know, it came out of my mouth, it's almost like, you know, we are spirit so far. He said, What are you saying? My colleague said, I said, so, you know, we are, you know, we are, so we are not this body. And he was so upset. He said, they called me a Suri there, he said, Suri, don't give me the crap. <laughs> he told me that, I'm telling you, he said, don't give me the crap. 
to me, you know. And they are working in a pharmaceutical company, you know. So with no talking like this, you know. Then I thought, see, when someone is agitated or someone is really disturbed, it is not a good time to provoke, you know. The best thing is leave. Leave. And later on we can talk, you know, because they will be very you know, what this guy is talking about something, you know. Something which is not to be seen in the middle world. This is what is a reaction. So therefore, and later on, we spoke, but still, you know, some people are so other men. So what can we do? You know? But unfortunately, we did not become a devotee or anything. But uh, it's, we tried, at least, you know, I was telling about this so, and probably now I'm thinking I should have given me some books or something. But that was like my initial stages of Krishna Parishad. <laughs> I was stuck to that, you know, my own ways of doing things. We also learned. So, therefore, in this material world, one cannot separate enjoyment and distress. It is a package. Okay? Right. Now, Bhagavad Gita, 7th chapter, talks about classification, right? Krishna himself says, why, why, one may ask, why there is classification? Because the Lord says, in the 7th chapter, there are four kinds of people who, who will surrender, or who will take a Krishna conscious, or who will believe in him. And there are four kinds of people who will not believe. Okay? We are not going in the different types because all of you know that. Right? And for further, for further reference, please read Bhagavad Gita chapter 7. It is all there. So, Krishna himself happens. And what's the difference between devotees and non devotees? Why are they doing like that? What's the reason? Because ignorance. Ignorance. We discussed in a couple of last week. Ignorance. Because they are not following a format. They are not following procedure. What is the procedure? Scripture. Manual. If you don't follow the manual, how can you do it? The building is there. I'm not following the manual. What will happen to the building? It will go. You will destroy. The same way, the devotees follow the scriptures. In general. But the non devotees, they will not accept anything. My way is the right way. So, Bhagavad Gita again says that what is the mood of the, or what is the thought or the mood of the non devotee? Ishwara Aham, Aham Guru. I am the enjoyer. I am the controller. Why I should do this? But what is the mood of the devotee? So, we have to do a transition from Ishvara Aham, Aham Bodhi to Bokhara. It is a long way. That is what we are struggling. So, we have to take this path of Bokhara. Srila Prabhupada is mentioning Now, Chaitanya Chaitanya Krishna Dasa Kavirata he makes a comment that the devotees of the Lord, the very clever. He makes a lot of comments. He makes that one. And then also he says, uh, the entire material energy or the material existence works on the misconception of the mind. Krishna Everything is the concept of the mind. I like this, I don't like this. I hate this, I like this, love this, whatever it is. Everything is the conception of mind. 
Now, coming back to what Krishna Kabirat Goswami says, the devotees are very clever because he says they do two things. One, what is the first one? Yes. They do service to Lord, as a devotee do service to Lord, and therefore naturally you avoid reaction. In the material world, action reaction against the package. You cannot separate. You know? Like a divine, as you mentioned earlier. So by performing devotional service to Krishna, they naturally avoid reaction. The law of karma is a network, one after another. See the network here? I do not understand where it is coming from and where it is going. Prabhu is a cloud engineer. Huh? I don't really say, I came here, I saw this box is reflecting Krishna. How nice it is, you know? It is on network, you know. So that in the same way, this is a network of karma in the material world. Okay? Now that karma cannot be stopped, cannot be diluted, cannot be erased at all, cannot be erased. So what is the way? What is the way the karma has to be erased? Help me. How? How one is it's not possible. Every action produces a reaction. So how one can eliminate this karma? How? Yes. And how will... Sorry? To Krishna. Correct. Now in terms of karma, Brahma Samhita says, Brahma is saying something. What is that? Karma is a scholar, so he picked it up. What did he say? Karma is a bhakti bhajan. Brahma, who is a Kaumari Guru of our foundation, he himself says, Karma is a network. This is my opinion. Lord Brahma is saying, You cannot stop Karma. In other words, fruitive activity. We are going to come in Fruitive activity. What is fruitive activity? We are talking about fruitive activity, fruitive activity, and all that. In, in short, okay, we try to understand everything shortly. What is fruitive activity? Or what is karma? Very sacrifice, ritual. What is what is that? What is fruitful activity? In short, fruitful activity means sense enjoyment. Simple sense enjoyment, enjoyment for the body. Because again, the duality, the body has got pain and enjoyment. Is it? I can enjoy with the senses. I can suffer through the senses as well. If this is crushed, can't even take pressure. Or if you cut the nail short, so much pain. So, it's a package. Enjoyment, suffering. Enjoyment, suffering. So, you can't do it. So, sense enjoyment, again, what fruitive activity means if someone is foolish. In other words, or materially less, or materially intelligent. See, materially intelligent means spiritually foolish. Yeah? We can reduce it. 
So if someone is materially intelligent, spiritually foolish, their attitude is to enjoy and to decrease or minimize the suffering to the minimum. And that works for more of goodness and Okay? Minimize. But still, they will get reaction. So the best thing is, you cannot avoid this karma chakra. Too much. Too much. Hmm? For example, just I am speaking hypothetically, I can have a good karma, so therefore, some 20 years back I came to Australia. Huh? Whatever I have done. I can have a bad karma, which I have done in this birth, for which I have lost a job. Practically I am saying, how do you know? The karma which I came to maybe Australia was, uh, I have done two years, uh, maybe two births back before or something. But I've done something bad for which I lost it. So it is very, very difficult. Even Brahma is declaring what to talk about that. It's not an ordinary person. Brahma is saying it's a network of karma. Therefore, fruitive activities give up. Fruitive activities mean sense enjoyment. That means foolish way of thinking. I want only enjoyment, I don't want suffering. Because you will get suffering if you go for enjoyment. That is how the package is. So, Brahma is saying that. So, Krishna Dasa Kaviraja Goswami says, the devotees are very clever because naturally they do, as Mataji Prabhu said, naturally they do a Krishna conscious activity which does not produce reaction because it's beyond the material realm, beyond the three states, and it's also known as Akarma. And by doing Akarma, no reaction to this material world. They don't have reaction, he says, and therefore, because of this no reaction, they go back to God. This is the verdict of Krishna Dasakaviraja Therefore, I classify all the devotees of Lord Chaitanya as very clever. Hmm? To this effect, there is a verse in Srimad Bhagavatam. Love and candor. Often repeated, many speakers of Bhagavatam has quoted this. I'm just re-quoting that. In the love and candor, the, in the perfection of spiritual knowledge, Krishna's very dear associate and Krishna's friend, Uddhava, is talking, you know, he's taking this prayer, or you can say it was beautiful prayer. He's saying, Oh Lord, People who have embraced, I put it in my own word, people who have embraced material existence or people who want to enjoy the material way of life, they have to go through two different channels of suffering. Okay? One suffering is constantly they have been harassed by the three modes of material nature in the form of three misericordia. Adi Bhakti, Adi Devi, Adi? Adi. They cannot avoid it. One channel. The other channel, they have constantly, they have to go through repeated birth and death. So it is like a two channel. Uddhava is saying, they have to go through the threefold miseries and continuous birth and death. For them, possibly, possibly, if they can, Simply surrender to the lotus field. 
trying to surrender the lotus feet, then it is like an umbrella, which is constantly shivering the rain of nectar. Now, to me, my understanding is you know, that this has got significance. Umbrella is significant, nectar is significant. See, umbrella we use as a shield. Okay? So, if someone, we want to shield from the mysteries of Adi Gautik, Adi Amit, Adi Devi, we should have a shield. This umbrella acts as a shield. You do not have to go to any other shield. Krishna's lotus feet itself is acting as a shield, umbrella. Then, there is a shower of nectar coming from the umbrella. What does it mean? Immortality. That means it is, so the umbrella is solving this problem and the nectar is solving the repeated birth nectar. So, by simply attempting, you may not have to surrender, attempting, hoping to surrender, this will go away. Because after all, Krishna is very kind and he will grant everything. So, I thought that this verse is very, very significant and it's one of my favorite verses as well. Now, the Supreme Lord Krishna himself, where did he say in Bhagavad Gita, he is talking about his own devotees and the lifestyle of a devotee. Krishna is saying, see, my devotees are like this. He is giving, he is defining a devotee. Where does he say that? In 10.9, Krishna says, Machitta Madhyadattam Bodhayata Parasparam Kadeyachasya Mamnityam Tushyantita Ramachita. My devotees always follow them. They are engaged in activities. They talk about me to one another and they give them great satisfaction. This is the lifestyle of my devotee. Don't be saying. And that is what Srila Prabhupada is also expanding in some of the purpose. Uh, uh, how one should surrender, he said many things, you know, that Srila Prabhupada also says that how a devotee is, by doing the devotion service to Krishna, is even less in the same Whereas a non-devotee who is not attached to Krishna, he is more and more entangled, more and more is attached to the material energy. And therefore, you see, more attachment to the material energy means more bodies. We have to think like that. Okay? Let us not complicate. Very simple. More attachment to Krishna means less bodies. See, in our karma, say for example, for me I can talk, if I have not taken a Krishna conscious, now I have got thousand births. Easy. Very easy. Because of the reaction I have done. Thousand births have come. Now, as I am coming to Krishna, my thousand births is becoming 900, 800, 700, it is becoming. But if I have not taken Krishna conscious in the last 15 to 20 years, my birth, my birth would have been increased to 1500 or 2000. I don't know. I'm just saying approximately. Maybe 1500. Easy. <laughs> so this is reducing, the span is reducing because of calling Krishna conscious. Now, finally, the practice, let us see the practice. In order for us to become a devotee or practicing devotee, we should be in the mode of goodness. 
Rupa Goswami confirms this aspect in Nectar of Instruction. He is giving a qualification of a preliminary devotee or a neophyte devotee that one must control one's senses. The mind, the tongue, belly, genital, all must be controlled huh? as a preliminary instruction. Now, what happens is when one controls as per the instructions of guidance of Rupa Goswami and controls the senses, then one will become a Goswami. When one becomes a Goswami only, one can understand the transcendental literature. Otherwise, one cannot understand. This is Rupa Goswami's affirmation. Therefore, Srila Prabhupada in his moment, he wants everyone of us to be in the mode of goodness, become a Goswami. He wants everyone. And after all, it is not at all a difficult process. If you do Krishna conscious, anyone, everyone can become Goswami. It's a natural process. One need not have to think I am a Goswami. It's a natural process. So, today what I thought is, I will fill up the rest of the time with two stories. Hare Krishna. So, two stories. One is the moment of goodness, and the other one is what are the qualities we have to acquire and based on that one story, one story based on moral goodness. There was a person who was interested in knowing about the fishes. What do you call that term? He was aquarius or something. What's the term for that? One was interested in knowing about the fish and you know, fish tank, aquarius or something. As long as you understand, this person is very interested in the fish. He has a lot of fish tank and all that. Now, one fish tank he designed just to understand about the fish. So, probably you can guess what his next work will be. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, he has a fish tank, and then in the fish tank, he has put a big fish, very big fish. And then, next in the same fish tank, he has also put some tiny fishes, bait, bait fishes they call. He put a fish to catch a bigger, smaller fish to catch a bigger fish. Now that also he Now within moments, he saw that the big fish, right? He ate all the small fishes. He finished in no time. Why? Because Jesus said, Jeevan. What is the word? Jeevo Jeevasya Jeevan. One living entity is a proof of other entity. Only for animals, not for humans. Not for humans. So, immediately he came. Then again, second time also he put. Because he studied and studied. He put. Again, the big fish came and ate all of them. Then what he did was, he put a barrier, a thick barrier, okay, in the fish tank. He made it to two compartments. On one compartment he put a big fish, another compartment again he put a small fish. Now, the moment the big fish saw the small fish, it came gushing through that and it hit on the wall, glass wall, it was big, but that's it, not that. It was very concrete, I don't believe this is my sense object. Then again it went, again it went, three, four times it did. And then, okay, 
Then he did not, he did not go. Krishna pursued. Oh, it is beyond the reach, you know. Oh, this Krishna consciousness is too much. <laughs> beyond the reach. So he thought, okay, it, 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 it hurt a few times and it went back. Then the next day morning, again, the fish did not learn. <laughs> again, three, four times it did. Unless it strikes, you know. And then, after some few hours or something, it did start, oh, this is how we want to Third day, guess what? Again, the fish went in search of the small, small fish. Third day, like that, it repeated for seven days. Seven days, it keep on eating, eating, eating. It was sinking. Then seventh day, it realized, fish. Oh, I am not going to get this. Then this guy, what he did was, on the seventh day, eighth day, he removed the partition. Okay. Now. The fish saw the small fish, but he did not eat. Why? Why the big fish did not eat the small fish? Why? Scared. Scared. Tell Mind. Impression created. I will not enjoy. No point. Futile. Created. Seven days. Fish has learned. I have to ask myself, have I done? Anyway, continue the story. Then, he left it off for another few more days. The fish did not disturb. Even though it was going closer, because the fish has learned. So in the same way, if we are in the mode of goodness, of course, by practicing Krishna comes, that is our way. We are not separately going away from Krishna. Today I am going to you know, do austerities. Our process is, in association with Krishna, with the devotees, we follow the mode of goodness. Now, by following the mode of goodness, what will happen? This devotional service will protect us like a barrier from criticisms. Even devotees in big mouth, ridiculing. All will stop if you are in the mode of goodness. The very reason a devotee is not up to the mark shows that you know, they are not in the mode of goodness. There is nothing to prove that. So, this barrier which that comes only by the practice of Krishna consciousness, not by our own efforts. In my own efforts, today I will be okay. I will try to come Tomorrow, my nature will come and I will abuse it. Finish. Therefore, how important is this attain Krishna consciousness which gives us a barrier because we are like a small fish. There are very, very great fishes, big, big leaders. Right? Sometimes we may have to face situations like that. But this gives a barrier to protect us from that. Now, the second thing is being in the mode of goodness means being a Brahman. Being Brahman means developing good qualities. In the 13th chapter, Verse 8 to 12. Krishna talks about the process of knowledge, starting with humility, tolerance, you know, taking shelter of a bona fide spiritual master. He says the first thing is by taking shelter of a bona fide spiritual master and following his instruction, all his qualities will manifest. This is known as 
process of knowledge. So there, in the 13th chapter, Krishna says that the process of knowledge is character building. If one's character is not built properly, then he is not in the mode of goodness and therefore he is not following Krishna consciousness. The character building means that the process of knowledge is working. This is the definition. Uh, this is again the statement by Krishna himself. There are about eight to twelve words talks about that. The first one is the instructorial institutions of the Guru. So, being in the mode of goodness, as I spoke earlier, means being in the being a Brahman. And being a Brahman means you know following some of these qualities. Because I can claim, you know, I'm a Brahman on the bit, but don't have the qualities. What is the point? So the point is being patience, self-control, tolerance. There are magnanimous, magnanimous qualities. A person should appear. And they will appear on the path of devotion service. Now, based on that, a small story. There was a person once. He is a materialistic person. He had a good job, big house, everything was working on well. Right? It was working. But he did not realize that when a Rahu changes, he will lose a job. Rahu. When Rahu demigodly changes, we will lose our job because of the bad conditions. So probably one such incident, maybe Rahu has changed from the 7th house to the 8th house or something, <laughs> and then this guy lost the job. Because of that, there was a problem in the house. Because no money, how the family, you know, they have to, they should have money, and therefore the problem started. And then, problems with the family, problems with the children, no job, frustrated. He came to the point, I am going to renounce. Frustrated at that. This is enough. I am going to renounce. So he walked away from the house. And then he went towards the forest. There he saw a yogi meditating. Then, when the yogi finished his meditation, he approached him and said, I am so frustrated in life, I want to join you. So the yogi looked at him, looked at his attire, his personality. The yogi can, he can get used. He said, Okay. It's not that easy renunciation. Okay, tell me what is the problem. He said, see, I lost a job because of the, there was a problem and the, the wife is not supporting, children, all these big problems and I'm frustrated. Then he said, okay, I will. You stay with me for a few months. Right? I'll teach you something and that will be a good lesson for you. You know, and you can also be away from your family. And he said, fine, but only for a few months. After six months, and then you have to go back. He said, okay. Being signed. Eh? Now the yogi has got a big farm. Like our farm. So he said, look at this. I'm going to grow two plants. One is just a grass, a grass, you know, ordinary grass, and other one is a bamboo. Eh? Let us observe, and you will. We'll take the lesson slowly. So, 
the moment you know when you put that you know, grass you not have to do anything slowly the first day you know the grass little bit you know of the bud came and then within few days grass something came up green and within seven days fourteen days grass started coming out on one side on the other side we put a bamboo plant bamboo tree and then nothing happened we were putting more and more water nothing but here fourteen day one month the grass has come to this side bamboo nothing again second month grass is still growing bamboo nothing third month again grass is going this much higher because they did not do down still growing third month also then what can you do? It's an experiment, they say. Nothing is observed. So the fourth one, the grass became a little bit dry around the room. He could see that there is a small spout of this bamboo tree coming. They did not put one bamboo tree, a few bamboo trees, just to say. Then, fourth month onwards, the bamboo tree, that's it, it started growing, growing. Fifth month, sixth month, it went up to 16 feet So this yogi asked us, did you see any difference? Then this guy said, probably yeah, one is growing, another one is not growing, you know, over time, he could not relate properly. So this yogi said, we are all different. There are different natures in us. The nature of the grass is to quickly grow and determine that is the life of that. That is the very nature. Whereas the bamboo, it may not come initially. And then once it starts, it goes to the sky rock, you know, goes higher and higher. And it becomes that's the nature of the bamboo. You cannot say grass and bamboo both are the same. Each one is different. So in the great Krishna's creation, everyone is different. Right? We cannot compare one. The second thing is, there is a maturity for everyone. This is a lesson you are saying. Maturity comes over time with practice. You cannot believe it. Over time, maturity comes with practice. So you have been practice. What is a practice for the grass and the bamboo every day what they did so what is the everyday watering for us the primary aspect of devotion services shravana kirtana let him be a neophyte let him be a uttama adhikari let him be a, a purified liberated soul with krishna still they have to glorify but they may not have to chant Hare Krishna but they will glorify Krishna's activity. Okay? Mother Yashoda is not chanting Hare Krishna, not Krishna also. But she is thinking and glorifying Krishna's activity. That is a shaman for them. For us, because we are in the material pool, we are still in the material pool. Therefore, we have to follow the process of hearing and chanting, the primary aspect of devotion service which will slowly pass it to the other stage. So, over this period 
of chanting, hearing, one should practice this and therefore over the maturity, over the period of time, maturity comes and then they can get out these qualities. So this person, he understood that. It's a small experiment. And then he went back and then he thought, everyone is different. So maybe my wife wants something, my children want something, I'm not able to understand. So he's able to relate now. Because the Guru explained to me about the nature of different person. Everyone is different, they cannot compare. And in that way, he lived differently. So, we will stop here. And then, if there is any quick uh, questions or corrections, we take so we all have two different versions about karma and whether it can be counteracted or not. One is the Brahma version where it says only Krishna can remove the results of karma. And then Bhagavatam 6 canto in the beginning of that, Shukadev Goswami says about what prior Shita is that uh, it doesn't really remove the seed of uh, karma, it would continue like the infant coming out of the water and so question is whether karma can be counteracted by doing parashita uh, or can it not be counteracted? So the question is karma can be can can we remove can we change karma by doing parashita or only Krishna can change? Bhagavad Gita says, out of the five aspects of Bhagavad Gita, only one you can change. What is that? There are five aspects of Bhagavad Gita. What is that, Prabhu? Ishwara. Ishwara. Jiva. Prakriti, material nature. Kal, time, karma. Out of the five basic aspects of Bhagavad Gita, you can Lord is saying, one you can change. So karma. So your first question is karma can be changed. But material activities or karma you can define as material activity, right? Any prescribed activities is karma. Because Lord again defines Bhagavad Gita that there are three karmas, actions. Actions can be, karma can be divided into three kinds. The first kind is karma. It is prescribed use. The second is vikarma, prohibited activities. And the third one is akarma. So in our case, we leave akarma, devotional service, that's what I'm talking. And vikarma also is not doing. Karma, right? Now the word karma is very generally used in this modern dimension as reaction to work. But what Krishna is saying is, action itself. So Krishna is talking about action. But the material world is talking about action to about reaction. Karma means, oh, you will suffer because of karma. Like that, okay? But nevertheless, in the material world, one material activity will produce another activity. But a result. Action, but opposite reaction. Therefore, we also discussed in you know, many uh, weeks back I think I like the back with that. What happens is making activity, the karma of suffering is shifted, you know, from the head to the shoulder, shoulder to the sea and the shoulder. 
it never heals it at the end of the day you're not healing karma is very complicated and one material action will produce another action and another one will produce another action chain reactions you know therefore you cannot do but as long as the chain reactions continues one has to go to different forms of life hmm? as long as there is a material reaction to that one has to go keep on recycling the material world but on the contrary the karma if you want to eliminate you have to take a karma no bad no good then it can be eliminated right now did it explain or is way so okay in the, in the case of the first one you said so there was some there are some uh, methods prescribed in the scriptures you know where like you know austerity tolerance and all that they will reduce your karma cannot be eliminated the material world unless one does karma it can even there is some some pinch also of the reaction will be there but akarma is like completely sweeps away because of the purity of the action anything that is done to krishna is very pure therefore removes completely the dirt and removes it when we say dirt we mean the desires deep rooted desires are sitting in our heart from time immemorial as a snake we were having a desire as a dog we had a desire now all this been sitting there and as a human we try to exhibit them hmm? so material reaction or action cannot mitigate one material action cannot mitigate another material action because everything is karma so to eliminate karma you can do you have to do karma is is that okay like a prayer chitta is yes partial removal of karma but at the same time generating in the attempt to generate so eliminate karma generating more and at the same time engaging his sons in a superior uh, activity like uh, uh, undergoing austerities and uh, and not during the beginning you said that Rajinavar he was uh, his knowledge was limited so how can we explain or reconcile that he engaged his own sons in a superior activity compared to karma kanda probably matter as we discussed the example of the nature so prachinya parad is attached to his nature of karma kanda whereas prachita probably i cannot give more explanation very technical question i think probably bahu swami bahu swami maharaj may be there but my with my limited knowledge is what i'm thinking is it's a nature See some people, they are all born, no? 
at the when we are in our youth, you know, our nature comes up. Or when, when someone is 13 years, you know, of age and on, the nature comes up. Whether they have the mode of goodness or ignorance or uh, passion. So in this case, I'm guessing that uh, prachetas are naturally in the mode of goodness due to the previous uh, activities, and therefore they are able to, you know, do much more austerities than the Probably is attached so much, and so he is not able to do so. Telling us something like you know, whether you just uh, give you a mundane example. Sometimes you know, in our community we see a father, you know, he would like to become a doctor, but somehow he is becoming an engineer or something. Then he will force his son to become a doctor because through the doctor he is able to get the satisfaction that I am a doctor, my son is a doctor, and he will tell everyone my son is a doctor. And and it's a it's a it's a desire is fulfilled. So so probably I'm thinking that Prachinya Bharat may be thinking, you know, oh my, I'm so much attached because it is attachment. I cannot leave this uh, ritual, and maybe I will not uh, take my son and I push them towards their self love. Extend ego, extended ego. Good. We see practically here, yeah. but how at that time? Probably. Uh, Thank you. 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 Thank you.